0: If you enjoy Paralyzed and want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash 7lamb. That's the number 7 L-A-M-B. We have tons of content that we upload monthly. You can check it all out. We have different rewards tiers, but you could also just donate a dollar a month. And all of it goes back into creating content such as this. So if you like what you hear and you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash 7lamb. That's the number 7 L-A-M-B, and we will appreciate it. Thanks and enjoy the next episode of Paralyzed. Seven Land presents Paralyzed. Chapter 8: When it rains. Part 1. next morning, Roland and I stayed in the room and went over information she had on the witch books, her partner Kent's notes, and the information she gathered from Salas. At noon, we went to the corner store, picked up some deli sandwiches and ate lunch. Roland had also hit up the corner liquor store. She bought more beer and a bottle of cheap rum. The more we delved into this stuff, the more she seemed to drink. It was raining all morning, but when we left for Leyden Falls, the rain picked up. How long is this supposed to take? It's supposed to get worse tonight.
1: I know, maybe we should have just rescheduled. I hope Cantor's doesn't cancel.
0: Do you think he will?
1: Don't know, but I want that file. We'll keep the meeting short. I doubt he'll want to stay long.
0: So far there's no mention of a shadow man. Are we sure this is the same thing?
1: There's the writing of the number 13 and the fact that he was shouting stuff before he went on his rampage. Right. I'm not saying this is the same thing. But it doesn't hurt to find out everything we can.
0: No, I know.
1: Let's just see what's in his report.
0: If it is the same thing, how do we find out how we're all linked?
1: Getting the information is relatively easy. Linking it is always the hard part. It's like trying to find a murderer. You have to look at all the details.
0: I'm not a murderer. I know that. But not everyone does. You should have seen the letters, voicemails, and texts I received after Tara Lake. The letters from friends and family members blaming me for everything.
1: People always need someone to blame. You were the easiest target. A sole survivor in a situation where it's shocking that there was ever a survivor.
0: And the looks I get. I hate when someone recognizes me. It's like I can feel their hatred.
1: Ignorance. You know the truth. They don't.
0: That's why I did it. Did what? Cut myself. It wasn't the nightmares. It it was the people. The people around me. All I had was my mom. That's why I ended up shutting myself in. The few job interviews I had, I could tell that people knew who I was. I couldn't get a job. My mom said not to worry about it, but that didn't help.
1: Did you ever think about moving?
0: Yeah. My mom did too. We talked about it. I, I still might.
1: Where would you like to live?
0: I know you're just trying to change the subject.
1: I'm not. I want to know.
0: North? Not this far north, but maybe South Carolina. Have you ever been? No, but friends have. I've seen pictures. It looks nice.
1: It is. Been a few times.
0: I know I should probably stay in a city. I always have nightmares of the woods.
1: So why not live in Columbia or Charleston?
0: Maybe on the outskirts. I like nature. I like trees and scenic views. I guess I just hope one day this will all be over, and when I look into the thick woods, I won't be imagining something looking back. Roland didn't say anything. We drove in silence for the remaining ten minutes. The roads were starting to flood. We arrived at the diner. Just as the wind began to pick up, a flash of lightning brightened the sky. We ran inside. There were only a few people inside, including Joel. He waved us over.
2: It's nasty out there. Let's do this quickly. Agreed. Here's everything on the trust. The arrest report is in there too.
1: How did you get this?
2: Does that really matter?
1: No, it doesn't. Just don't want you getting in trouble.
2: I won't. Just don't mention how you got it.
1: If it comes up. You never know. I will keep it a secret.
0: The waitress, Beth, walked up. She was the same waitress who served us last time.
3: Hello again. Can I get you two anything?
1: Diet Coke.
3: Okay, and you? Sprite. All right. Do you need
1: menus? No, thank you. We're not staying long.
2: Same here, Beth. I'll take my check,
0: please.
1: Will do, Joel.
0: Beth had long brown hair, up in a ponytail. She had large glasses that were situated on a small nose. She had a thin frame, almost appearing bony. She walked off behind the counter. And I want you to know, I also looked into that Rutherford case you mentioned.
1: And...
2: A lot more similarities than I thought there'd be. Told you. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean there's an actual correlation.
1: But there could be.
2: Just don't push for it.
1: I'm not going to force a situation. My guess. Not asking for it, but go ahead. Sickness. Sickness?
2: Depression. Depression mixed with anxiety can make people do some crazy things. If they're in a dark place, things can escalate. Could even be something like
0: PTSD. Beth came back to deliver our sodas.
1: It's really coming down out there, huh?
0: Sure is. I took a sip of my drink and noticed the diner door open. A woman in a raincoat entered.
3: Excuse me, do you have a phone I could use?
0: The only other waitress in the diner walked over to her.
1: Is
3: it an emergency? My phone's not working and I'd really like to make a call to my parents.
2: Of course, this way.
0: The waitress led the woman to the counter. She unhooked the phone from the wall and brought it over to her. The woman in the raincoat pulled down her hood. Her face was wet, a bit of mascara was running under her eyes. It was the woman I helped with the flat tire. Excuse me.
1: What is it, David?
0: Nothing. I just... I know her. Julia?
3: Oh, hey! Oh, wow. I forgot your name. I feel horrible. David. That's right. Sorry.
0: No problem. I'm usually not good with names either.
3: Well, you remembered mine you okay? Having some trouble reaching my parents. No no, not answering their phones.
0: Didn't you have trouble reaching them yesterday?
3: That was just because they were out working on the yard. Dad even went with me to get a new tire yesterday, after I made it to their place. Thank you again, by the way.
0: I smiled and nodded.
3: But then today, they aren't there. I wake up to no one, the house empty, it's not like them to do that. Been out all day looking for them. Now my phone isn't working and neither is this one.
0: She pressed a bunch of numbers on the diner's landline phone.
3: Nothing.
2: It's not working.
3: Static.
0: That's when I noticed my headache was gone. I didn't feel sick anymore. Was I just blocking it out or was it really gone?
2: (laughs) Hmm, could be the storm.
0: The waitress grabbed the phone and put it up to her ear. Her name tag read Esther. She was an older woman, maybe late 50s.
3: I don't know. My iPhone is doing the same thing static.
0: My heart began to race. I looked out the door at the storm raging outside. The wind had picked up, trees were swaying wildly.
2: Let me grab my cell, dear.
0: There were only four other people in the diner, two men sharing a booth by the door, a young man with glasses reading the paper at the end of the counter, and the cook in the back. They all stared at Julia. Don't worry about it, Esther. young
2: lady can use my phone.
0: The man at the end of the counter stood, folded his paper, and walked over to Julia.
2: Here you go. Down nine to get out.
0: (laughs) The man chuckled at his own lame joke. Julia grabbed his phone, dialed.
3: I'm sorry, but it's not working either.
2: You didn't really dial nine first, did you?
3: No.
0: My heart raced faster. Roland and Joel were now looking over. I think Roland could see the worry on my face. David? Roland, let me see your phone.
1: What's going on?
0: Just give me your phone. I dialed 911.
1: David, what are you doing?
0: Oh shit. What? Listen. I gave her phone back and she put it up to her ear. I'm sorry, what's going on here? Static. It's the storm. Roland. Roland. It's happening again.
1: Hey, I'd like to point out I don't have any signal either. Same.
0: The two men in the booth had their phones out.
1: David, it is storming.
0: No, Roland.
1: One moment, Joel.
2: Hurry it up. I'm leaving in five minutes. No way in hell I'm getting
0: stuck here. Okay. Okay. Roland pulled me aside. Now I could feel everyone's eyes on us.
1: Tell me, right now, what's going on?
0: The same thing is happening.
1: As the campground?
0: Yes. Yes. The same thing.
1: Are you sure?
0: The storm, the phones emitting static, and. And. And what? I feel fine.
1: You feel fine?
0: Yes, the headache is gone. I feel fine. Roland looked around the diner. There was an eerie silence. Roland, this is how it started. I think... I think it's happening again. Paralyzed. Written edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Robert M. Lamb as David, Amy LeRae as Roland, Jack Austin as Joel and Charlie, Ashley York as Esther, Ashley Carsano as Beth, Brian Messick as Steve, and Brett Wilkins as Alan. Co-starring Adam Jetmore, Ryan Wiggs, Ariel Zadok and Ryan Grossjean. Music provided by Eldritch Chichala of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black, Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, and Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com. If you enjoy Paralyzed, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes.